Welcome back, Richard. Here we are at the last, uh, this is about the last podcast for uh, 2021. And we have- What do we have, one more? Uh, we have a doozy of a topic. Yeah, this, this is the penultimate podcast for the 2021. Penultimate. That's right. We have one more for next week and then this one. Um, but yes, this is this is the penultimate podcast, and it's such a great <laughs> topic. Uplifting. Well, now, wait a minute. Give me a break here. Um, I thought this is the Christmas season. It's the, it, it is the holiday for children, right? This is the time when we want to, um, you know, give things to kids, and this is the children's holiday. And I thought, well, maybe it's an appropriate time to talk about this issue. But also, it seems like I'm, I don't know what your email looks like these days, but my email, I'm suddenly getting a, um, a numerous um, notifications of alternatives to spanking. Um, and I thought, why are we revisiting this topic again? You know, it seems like, you know, it's, it, uh, so I'm getting this alternatives to discipline. You sent me the name of a book the other day, Beyond Behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I have another one uh, that we'll mention later in the podcast. And I thought, why is all this stuff coming up now? And schools are in crisis and they have to come up with different approaches. Um, all schools are struggling with student behavior. And I said, what in the world's going on here? Mm-hmm. And I thought, I didn't know whether I wanted to do this at holiday time. You know, it's just like, let me throw a big wet blanket on your holidays, right? But I thought, no, it's about kids. So um, I apologize if it's a wet blanket, but um, I thought, let me take another look at this. There, there was, kind of confusing about why this stuff was popping up right now. Right. Right. So, yeah, we're going to talk about um, corporal punishment today. And um, it it is a it is a a challenging topic, um, especially um, especially in the area where we live, because um, corporal punishment, in particular spanking and things like that, is a very common practice. Um, not quite as common as it used to be, but, but it's, um, still pretty, pretty, pretty common. And, um, you know, there's, it goes without saying that I will be meeting with a student, um, at at school or a patient in the practice and, um, especially younger patients, uh, you know, six, seven, eight, you know, and I'll, I'll talk to them about, you know, what type of things happen when they get in trouble and, um, they get a whooping, you know, they get a whooping. Um, and, and that, so it's a very common, um, common response. And, and so I think that talking about it is important because, you know, if we just think about schools, the, the challenge is we don't spank at schools, um, not around here, uh, not in the schools that I work in, at least there, there are some schools who, uh, where that still happens that will, again, we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but, um, right. You know, then so what? What do what do we do in schools? Because we don't do that, um, mm-hmm. and so uh, for reasons that we'll talk about in just a few minutes, the problems with spanking, um, you know, it, it it kind of it ties our hands a little bit um, and makes things a little bit difficult for for us. So we need some new alternatives. But if you're told you can't spank, mm-hmm. you can't paddle kids, right. then it forces you to come up with alternatives. Right. Okay. That's the advantage of, of banning it. You know, when you say you get um, in residential treatment centers, and I think in um, juvenile detention centers, you can't, what there's a law against, re, you can still restrain if you have to, but there's some 
law about that. Because if you can't do these things, if you can't use corporal punishment, if you can't use um, solitary confinement, mm -hmm. the Supreme Court, I don't think they've made a ruling yet, but they're discussing maybe solitary confinement is um, cruel and unusual punishment. You know, So if you can't do that, then it forces you to come up with alternatives, which is, that's the advantage of banning. Um, and, and I was struck when I ran into this article because I thought, why is this? Because this article first appeared this month um, and it was called Ending Corporal Punishment of Children, written by a, a professor of psychology at Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, here's a person who obviously knows about this topic. Why is it coming up again? Right. And But the other reason it was of interest to us is because you and I are constantly asked by parents and teachers, you know, what, what should I do about this? Mm -hmm. What should we do with these kids? Um, and you and I, I think it's, I don't mean to, well, I will speak for both of us because we've talked about this a number of times. Mm -hmm. Corporate punishment is one of the types of what we call mindless discipline. Right. Um, that, and, and we believe that corporal punishment along with other types of mindless discipline, such as the code of conduct violations that get kids in trouble in school, those are an abdication of good parenting and good teaching. Um, when you have to resort to hitting people, you're, you're sort of abdicating your role as right. a parent or an educator. We'll talk about that later. Um, because many of, the, many of the current approaches that we're using in schools today are ineffective. Um, it doesn't matter what school you go to, people are complaining that kids are out of control. Right. And, and we don't, nobody quite knows what to do. And they keep asking the question, is this just increased bad behavior or is this mental illness? Or those are the questions we're being asked. Right. And so for those three reasons, um, this, this notion of ending corporal punishment um, is of interest to us, certainly. Right. And, and you know, you, you mentioned that there, it's ineffective and, and, and it's harmful. And the, the idea that it, it it really um, makes me makes me pause and think hard about the way that we are these days. Um, mm -hmm. And there, it makes me sound like an old man or something, but um, right. Um, well, these days, um, but you, you know, people will say, well, you know, if we brought spanking back to schools, that would change things. Um, you hear it all the time. It, but, it, but at the same time, we don't want, we don't want, there are parents who don't want the schools teaching their kids about health lessons and, you know, sex education and things like that, but they want their, want the school to spank their kids. That's, you can hit them. You know, you, you can't teach them. them. You can't teach them uh, about relationships and, and reproduction and, and things like that. <laughs> It just it just is so confusing that that dichotomy is like um, it's just very paradoxical to me. I, That's I, right. And I want to I want to emphasize that. I'm glad you raised the point, because here we are banning things. Right. Let's ban corporal. It's OK to hit them, but you can't let them read these books. Well, but and I, but I think that the other part of it is that the the fact that people will say, well, if you just brought spanking back to paddling back to schools, that it would make a difference. That in and of itself is proof that spanking isn't effective because if it was effective, it would generalize. Right. We'd all be doing it. If spanking, well, but if, if you spanking your kid at home truly changed behavior, mm -hmm. we wouldn't have that behavior at school. 
True. Because the kid would know, oh, I got a spanking about this, so I shouldn't behave like this. <laughs> but it's not effective. It's not, it's not generalizable. Right. And so right. that's why we still have the behavior at school. So it, it's sort of at the same time as proof that, that spanking and, and corporal punishment isn't effective. No, it's not. And, and if it's not effective and, and it, is, it's, it is cruel and it's not effective, well, let's get rid of it. Okay, why, why keep it around? Right. So the, she begins her article by saying that in 1980, only one country banned corporal punishment. And by 2021, 62 countries have banned it. Um, and, and so I thought, oh, wonder, wonder what those 62 countries are. And so I began looking into that literature right. and found this article uh, written earlier this year by um, this huge organization called the Global Partnership to End Violence Against Children. It's, as you might imagine, it's a group of um, eight um, organizations American Academy of Pediatrics, um, Council for Exceptional Children, um, and some individuals um, who have gotten together. There's a large organization, like 500 members. And they have, um, they recently, in April of this year, published uh, an article called Prohibiting All Corporal Punishment of Children, Laying the Foundation for Nonviolent Childhoods. And their work came out of an analysis of data from what turns out to be the key issue here. It was a United Nations um, convention, um, sort of a um, proclamation on the rights of convention on the rights of, chi of the child. And, um, and they, the, the um, global partnership cited this and said that um, all of the nations are united on this except and they listed Kosovo, Taiwan, the Vatican, Western Sahara, and the U.S. And I thought, wait a minute, why wouldn't the why would the U.S. be be on this list? Why aren't they uh, part of this? So I was interested to see where does the U.S. stand on this? Why why aren't we um, promoting this? Why aren't we part of this movement to prohibit um, corporal punishment of children? And so I dug a little bit deeper and found that we never, the United States never signed the original charter. The, the, it, was, it was developed in November of 1989 and the United States refused to sign it. We were one of a handful of nations, uh, Somalia and um, a couple of other African and Asian countries, about four countries that didn't sign it. The United States was one of them. And it wasn't signed until February of uh, 1995 when uh, Bill Clinton was president. He, he finally signed it. But as of today, as of December 2021, it still hasn't been ratified. The United States has no, ne not ever really joined to agree to end the corporal punishment of children. Okay? Right. So even though, even though it was originally chartered in 89 and mm -hmm. uh, President Clinton signed it in 95, it hasn't been ratified and really put into any action in the United States since then. That's right. That's as, right. of, as of today. Right. Okay. And there's a, there's a little quote here. Um, and, and I don't want to read the whole thing, but they taught this organization um, called the uh, human humanium, the convention on the rights of the child that's abbreviated CRC is one of the most widely approved and ratified treaties on human rights in history. And they go on to say what it does and how it protects children and that it recognizes the right of every child to grow socially, mentally, and physically to the best of their potential. 
And um, it's all about the well-being and the protection of children. And it's sort of this kind of language that's used with any other type of either civil rights or women's rights or the rights of immigrants. It's sort of a rights issue that children should have the same rights as others. And right now, they really don't. Right. Children don't have the rights of others. Now, some people say, well, they shouldn't have those rights. No, I, I, they really should have those rights. Why, why would you deny children any of the rights that you deny adults? Right. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, Congress has resisted the um, pressure to ratify it. Mm -hmm. uh, and primarily because they feel as though it would limit U.S. sovereignty um, and, and sort of weaken uh, parental authority over um, right. religious and sexual education and some of those types of things. Now, and, where have we heard that before? Right. Um, yeah, we talked about some of that just a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about um, critical race theory and, and some of the other issues that are happening and that we're mm -hmm. focusing on in education instead of some of right. the issues. Um, so, so, yeah, we, we have this uh, tendency here in the United States, of course, to be very... Um, to resist thinking about um, sort of the, the global, the, the more broad concerns and issues. Mm -hmm. um, and and it, it's really difficult to, to understand. You can't um, embrace it because you, you, you um, this whole issue of parental authority and my rights and that I have my rights over my children. My children are not slaves, they're not property. They're, in, they're humans, but, um, but you, you, we keep hearing this argument about, well, we have no right to do that. We hear it with mask mandates. You know, let's not mandate masks because you should have, let's not get vaccines. I mean, the only way this is gonna end is if everybody gets vaccinated, okay? As long as people are not vaccinated, this virus has a chance to keep going, okay? But let's not mandate because it should be my choice. 806,000 people have died of this and more are going to die. And we've lost, you know, somebody said the other day, we've lost about 60,000 people. Florida, I think, Florida death is about 60,000. Imagine if we had a hurricane that killed 60,000 people. There would be massive changes and um, all kinds of committees and commissions and study groups to, to figure out how do we make sure this never happens again? Right. But here we are with this pandemic and uh, well, we have a right not to do anything about, okay? So here again, we see the same argument being used about uh, the rights of parents and the rights of families. And we don't wanna get the UN involved um, in, in our lives and we don't want them to limit us. Well, no, we're talking about banning corporal punishment, okay? We're not, we're not talking about what you do with your children on a day-to-day -day basis. We're talking about banning corporal punishment because it's bad for kids. And it's bad for our culture, bad for society. Right. But the yeah. real sticking point. Right. Is law. Right. And, and I was just, you know, that's the, that, that is a huge sticking point because, you know, the U.S. allows, we have, we have laws that allow minors who, who commit offenses to mm -hmm. be imprisoned for life. Right. Now, until, until 2010, uh, there was a, a big Supreme Court hearing um, actually about a case from here in Florida um, where a, a, a minor, um, a, a person who committed a, an offense as a minor could be sentenced to life in prison, um, even in places where there's no possibility for parole. 
Right. So, okay. so you could have a person who committed a crime at the age of 15 or 16, mm-hmm. and they could be in prison for the rest of their life without any opportunity for re- release. That's right. Um, when- in 2010, they decided that that was cruel and unusual. But, you know, the problem remains that, you know, a, a 15 or 16 year old could commit a commit an offense and um, the judge could still sentence them to you know, 65 years in prison. Is well, that- and, um, and the other thing is, and, and again, Florida. Um, what was the most recent shooting? Um, in Michigan, hmm? Michigan. Yeah, the Michigan shooting. He's 15 years old, right? Right. If they try him as an adult, mm-hmm. he could get life in prison. Right. That's it, it doesn't. I mean, you can decide a, a judge or a prosecutor can decide, even though you're a minor, right. we're going to treat you like an adult. We're going to we're going to we're going we're to convict you of this crime. We're going to treat you like an adult. And if you're convicted, we can give you life in prison because we consider you an adult. Well, and it's not That's a loophole. It, it's not that we're saying that people who commit these offenses shouldn't have consequences for their offenses. They, they should absolutely have consequences. Right. Um, but, but we also have to recognize that. And um, so that, that 2010 case is called Graham versus the state of Florida. Um, and what they, what came out of that. Um, and then there was another one that uh, a year or two later called Miller versus the state of Alabama. Um, and, and it included um, really included all crimes. Uh, Graham didn't include murder, um, but but basically what the argument is, is that, um, you know, the brain isn't fully developed. And right. so when mm-hmm. minors commit some of these offenses, you know, their brain isn't fully developed. We don't know what their brain is going to be like in 10 years. You know, when a 15 year old commits an offense, mm-hmm. um, their brain isn't even fully developed for another 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. And if they have ADHD, it may be even a little bit longer than that. Right. Um, ADHD and some other things. So, you know, I, I had the opportunity to do some of those evaluations and, my goodness, you could see the difference between when the person was arrested um, as a as a teenager and where they were as a mid to late uh, in in the mid to late twenties. Mm-hmm. There was a, a massive difference in their in their executive functioning and in their decision making right. and problem solving uh, skills. Um, and to think that that person could have been in prison for the rest of their life mm-hmm. when clearly he now has the capacity to to make better decisions and to, to, you know, not act so much on impulses and things. Um, and so that's what, sort of the spirit of those, those laws. Um, but it hasn't changed considerably, you know, still, right. if, if a state has the possibility of parole, um, this, the person could still be sentenced to life in prison. Um, right. There's no guarantee that the person will ever get parole, but um, it could be. That's right. You know, and, and, and again, we're not, we're not saying that just because you're a teenager that we're going to we're going to forgive you of murder. Sure, that's absolutely. A, that's not what we're saying, and we're not saying that because you have an immature brain that that justifies what you're doing, and there should right. be no consequences. We're not saying that at all. We're just saying that teenagers we know teenagers are teenagers. They have poor impulse control. They right. don't make good decisions. They do stupid things. They get caught up in stuff that they shouldn't be caught up in. Okay, right. and they do stupid stuff. Uh, Bernie, if, if I'm not mistaken, many European countries, I think maybe most European countries, have a limitation on how long a person can be in prison so that even if you commit murder, you can only be kept in prison for 20 years. I mm-hmm. think there are some, I think England 
I think England is one of those countries that, and I'd have to look to make sure, but there is no such thing as life in prison, okay, because it, it doesn't do much good. Um, so, um, but, but, but we in the United States, we, in the, we allow life imprisonment for minors. And if we were to ratify this, if we were to agree to the convention, the CRC, we'd have to do away with that because right. that's one of the things that they prohibit. Um, also 30%, one out of three states in the United States uh, still allow corporal punishment um, mm-hmm. in schools, in schools and other settings and other settings would be, um, would include a number of places, but it's mainly in schools. And again, we would have to do away with that. So 30% of our states, about 27 states and 27 states um, would have to do away with corporal punishment. Right. And they don't want to do that. They don't, they don't, nobody has the political will to say, hey, look, it's worth it. Let's get rid of corporal punishment. So, so the bigger reason, I mean, we can say we're going to give up our parent rights and you're not going to, but the bigger reason is we'd have to change some of our, uh, some of the legal system, some of our laws uh, as they relate to uh, children and teenagers. Okay. So we'd have to agree to do that. And but so the United States has resi- has resisted because we insist on using corporal punishment. And, and what we want to add here, I think what you and I are adding is and other forms of abusive methods to control and punish children. So we're not just saying corporal punishment. We're also talking emotional abuse, verbal abuse, and other sort of draconian, um, punitive um, ways that we punish children right. for their misbehavior. So we're not just talking about corporal punishment. There's a whole cluster of um, draconian methods that we use in this country that we would like to see come to an end. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, and when we think about, you know, just the, the, the billion or so yeah, kids, right. uh, minors, you know, individuals between uh, from birth to 17 or so, mm-hmm. um, you know, this, this, um, you know, that, that is a huge portion of the population, you know, right. a billion people um, are between the, those ages. And um, when you think about that number of kids, and then the, the idea that, you know, my goodness, um, 80% or so experience some form of violence yeah. in the home. Yeah. Right, right. Um, that, that was astonishing to me. Right. That, Children between it is four out of five children ages two to fourteen are violent and disciplined in homes. Right. That's the, and COVID has made this worse. Right. Because it, now it, those kids are because they're home more. Because they're home more, right. and if they if they get bruised or have marks on them, they're not going to school for anybody to see. Right. Okay. So uh, it's not only tolerated, but COVID has made the whole thing worse. Right. Um, kids who were being abused before are um, really suffering since right. COVID. Absolutely. Now we have a definition here, and I think everybody realizes that when we talk about corporal punishment, and this is this is from the Committee on the Rights of the Child. This is that same group. Corporal punishment is physical force that is used and intended to cause some degree of pain or discomfort. Right. Okay? Some degree. Some degree. Mm-hmm. And then they say, however light, you know, there is no abuse light here. And they talk about that throughout. So it says it's intended to cause some degree of pain or discomfort, however light, as well as other non 
physical forms of punishment that are also cruel and degrading. Right. So it's not just hitting. Right. And that's the definition from that CRC, that Committee on the Rights of the Child. That's right. Um, That's right. And that definition has been around for a while. Yes. Yeah. 1989. Yeah. Now, I had a student one time, a graduate student from a country in Asia. That's all I want to say. And caning, um, hitting with a a stick um, was allowed Mm -hmm. in their schools. He taught um, either middle school or high school. And he decided that he didn't, that it seemed cruel to him. Um, I mean, obviously he he was thinking, he came to this country to get a master's in education or counseling or something, I think counseling. So he was obviously attuned to the, the effects of caning. And so when he, he went back to uh, his country and um, refused to cane, to hit the students, and they, they caned them for um, academic right. as well as behavioral things. Mm-hmm. He refused to do it. And the administration somewhere, it, I don't know whether it was the administration from the school or from the state came in and said, if you don't cane, we're going to fire you. You're going to lose your job. Right. And so he had to, he had to leave. Uh, the job because he refused to cane his students. So, um, so in other countries, you know, we have to think about this around the world, you know, what this corporal punishment, I don't know what other countries would say about, well, I, t- I had this student from the United States and um, they paddle kids there. They hit them, with, they hit them with boards and sticks and it's allowed. And, and I don't know what other people might think of that. Right. And, and I think that some of the important things that, with, with that example, but also, you know, that comes, came from that CRC report is that, you know, this type of corporal punishment right. is the most common, um, most prevalent form of violence against kids. In the, right. right? right. Um, so, you know, while of, of course it, it, you know, unfortunately it's accepted in, in so many places, Right. Um, and, and that kind of normalizes it. The, the problem is, is that it's the most common form of um, violence against wow. kids. Right. But it's also been proven time and time again, mm-hmm. to be associated with poor outcomes um, from mental health, um, physical health, cognitive um, development. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on, you know, right. that, um, you know, even though it's used so frequently, it is not effective. And that's what that's we were right. talking about at the beginning. That's what, that's what I mentioned at the beginning about the use of it. Does it make, it doesn't generalize. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and social except, you know, people say, well, you know, I was hit or it's okay, or we need to do that. Or you have to do it. This social acceptance of uh, corporal punishment normalizes a certain level of violence against children. I mean, right. and we say, well, I'm just popping him on the butt or I'm just slapping his hand. That's violence. That's, that's, a, that's violence against children. Right. And so, but it becomes socially acceptable. Well, I, it's the only group where that is socially acceptable. You're not allowed to slap anybody else. You're not allowed to spank anybody else in the, in the country. You're, so it becomes socially acceptable to have, to use violence against children, mm-hmm. even though it's not effective and even though it leads to bad outcomes. Right. And, and I'll say that, um, you know, we, we talk about, um, you, you know, I, I used to do a lot of um, forensic work um, 
uh, up to a couple of years ago or so. And um, so I would go into jails and in prisons and do evaluations of, of people mm-hmm. who had different charges and stuff. And, and, and invariably, I, I, I mean, looking back, I would say that most, if not just about all, of them were, were spanked as a child. Sure. You know, they, they experienced corporal punishment as a child and, and now they're going to prison. And so when we, when we make the argument that, well, corporal punishment teaches kids and you know, we need to address bad behavior through the use of corporal punishment. Right. Um, again, if that was that effective, no one in jail would have had a history of corporal punishment and everybody in jail would be those who grew up in homes where they didn't use corporal punishment. But that's, again, it's not, it, that's not the case. And it's not even, um, it's not even proportional. It's not even like, you know, the proportion of people who were spanked and not spanked is the same in jails that they are. It, it's not. Um, so, you know, the, 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 idea, the false idea that we have in our mind that, that this is an effective form of redirection and discipline um, just, go, again, goes against so much of what we know to be true. Everything of what we know. It goes, it flies in the face of everything we know. So it's not effective. It damages children. It damages family relationships. It, it affects how you, you teach kids how to resolve conflict. You know, we say, you know, use your words, you know, don't hit, don't bite. Um, and, and so it, but it teaches them uh, that this is an effect, that this is an acceptable way to resolve conflicts. Right. And, and it's not. Um, the other side of this coin is that every country worldwide, every adult has legal protection from assault, even in wartime. Okay. Some form, yeah. Right. Only 13% of children do. We, we, off, we provide protections to adults that we don't provide to children. Right. Okay. right. And so it, it sends the message that, um, um, that the children are somehow in this other, other category. Okay. Now, we don't want the goal here is not to punish parents or to deride parents or criticize parents. What, all we want to do is we, instead of criticizing, we want to help them learn other approaches. Okay. Um, so that children don't get this notion that punishment um, um, leads to the child to approve. Corporal punishment leads the child to approve of and use violence themselves. Right. Um, we often say children, children uh, they'll do what they see, not what they hear. Right. Or children will model what, they, what we do, um, despite what we say. And so we talk about nonviolence and yet we approve in states and country and um, in homes, we approve of corporal punishment. And, and, and it's, and, you know, we might even need to add that it's a, sometimes it's a, it's a passive approval. Yeah. Right. We're it's not passive saying, acceptance. Right. Nobody's saying, you know, you, you won't, there's, there are not many politicians who will go on the, on the air and say, uh, well, I think that every parent should spank their kid. They won't, right. they won't necessarily say that, but they'll, but they won't ratify things to stop parents from right. making, you know, so it's, it's that uh, it's more passive um, and, and uh, sort of covert. Right. Um, but, but as far as, you know, things that we should do, you know, the right. first thing of course is this idea of, of banning the use of corporal punishment mm-hmm. and, and getting rid of the um, those laws and, and things like that, that support 
um, support the idea and the use of corporal punishment. That's right. Just repeal it. Repeal all of the defenses. Get rid of, you know, defending corporal punishment or authorizing or um, and then adopt legislation that prohibits it. You right. know, just say from henceforth, you can't do this. I mean, you, you cannot you can't do this anymore. There was a time when. Um, well, even in your lifetime, as young as you are, that people would get into fights. When I was in school, there would be fights in the building. Right. Teachers or ministers, they'd come in, they'd break up the fight, and everybody would go back to class. Right. Today, there would be legal. Yeah. There would be lawsuits filed. Right. Okay. So it's a, it's a completely different world today. And so, um, so adopt legislation that ex- it, it prohibits it. And then don't leave these loopholes like, well, if we try them as an adult, we can get them in life in prison. Let's get rid of all those notions of life in prison and cruel and unusual punishment. Okay. Right. Um, the next thing is, is, you know, when you take that out mm-hmm. of, the, of the pot, you need to replace it with something. So we need to provide right. education and support mm-hmm. for how to, how to deal with some of these issues. I mean, you're, you're exactly right. You know, People say, well, you know, in the good old days, um, because there were fights and things like that. And then everybody just went back to class. Right. You know, again, I can't tell you how many times I hear a kid say, well, he hit me and my parents tell me if somebody hits me, I hit them back. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. They teach you that, but you're still going to get suspended. I mean, that's that's the way that the rules are. Mm -hmm. And even if we didn't just suspend them, depending on their age, mm-hmm. the parent of the other kid, even though that kid hit them first, the parent of the other kid could press, press charges. Right. That's right. So, mm-hmm. so again, we're, we're, and you know, the research has bared out that kids who are, who are, um, who experience corporal punishment mm-hmm. are more likely to be aggressive right. and, and physical uh, themselves. And so we're, we're setting the stage for, for these kids to then be physical with somebody else and end up right. with, with charges and, and um, legal issues themselves. That's right. Right. Then we, we, you and I both have both see kids who have gotten into trouble, Absolutely. who were told by their parents, you know, I expect you to fight back. I expect you to do this. And the kid goes in, he fights back and he gets into trouble that he didn't anticipate. I mean, all kinds of bad things are happening to that kid. He can end up with a felony. Right. On his record. You know? right. and, and he's not anticipating I mean, a 13 or 14 year old can't anticipate all the legal consequences of getting into a fist fight these days. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So our take on now, the World Health Organization has developed a program. It's called Inspire. And it, it's it, each of those letters is an acronym. Each letter represents an intervention, a specific recommendation. And it really would have taken too long to go through each one. But if you're interested in what the World Health Organization has developed a, a seven has developed seven specific recommendations that people can follow. Okay. Yeah, you can yeah. Work that out. So, so our take on this, it was, I'm sure it's not surprising to anyone that, <laughs> that we 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 support the idea of ratifying what the yeah. CDC has said and um, doing more to protect kids uh, from some of this like, from the corporal punishment and things that again we know aren't effective. In, in doing what we want them to want to do. It's right. not effective in changing behavior and it's not effective in, um, I mean, it just hurts families. It hurts kids. It, it's right. not productive. Yeah. I think we should, I think our country should ratify this immediately. 
Um, it's another way to protect children. You know, it, it, it's always ironic to me that I am legally protected from hitting my spouse or a coworker. But you're, you're I'm, I'm, prohibited, not protected. Did I say protected? You did. That was a Freudian slip. My goodness. If there ever was one. Um, no, you're prohibited. Right. Legally, if I touch my wife, I can be arrested for domestic violence. I mean, uh, so, so she is legally protected from any harm, but yet I'm allowed and sometimes encouraged to hit my children. Right. Uh, I, the, the irony of that can't, I can't be the only one who right. finds the irony in that. Um, there is no justification. There is no rationalization and there's no light version of, of punishment to you. Punishment is punishment. It's a slippery slope and it's never justified. I mean, it, it really isn't. Right. Um, and we also believe that corporal punishment should be prohibited in schools. I mean, I, I think that should just end. Just say, look, you guys are educators. You're functioning in the place of parents. Let's just stop so that, so that we can right. figure out better ways to do this. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And part of the, the support and education um, and training that we need to, to, to implement is to help deal with some of those rationalizations that people use for, for using corporal punishment. So mm -hmm. you know, there, there are many more ways to show the child who's boss than to, to hit them. Um, you know, yeah, we always say that there have to be consequences. Well, you have to show them who's boss. There are lots of ways to show them who's boss. Right. You know, but right. short of hitting them. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I love the idea that when people say, well, you know, I was hit when I was a kid and, and I turned out okay. Um, because I've never understood that. Right. Because, you know, if you're for the most, for the majority, most of us would have turned out okay anyways. We didn't have to be hit. Um, well, my first question is who decided you were okay? You know, somebody say, I was hit. I'm okay. I said, well, wait a minute. Who just, who made the decision that you're okay? Right. Number one. And also, um, I think my father spanked me one time. It didn't, I mean, it wasn't, it was, um, and I remember it and everything, but I, I don't think he spanked anybody. I don't, there were six of us. And I think I was the only one I have spanked one time. I, he didn't have to. Right. Okay. Um, you don't have to hit kids. And even if you were hit, and, 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 I, and I want to say, okay, you were hit as a child. I don't know how you were hit. I don't know how often. I don't know whether it hurt. I, I don't know anything about it. So I can't make a judgment that right. hitting is okay. Because right. I don't know anything about you being hit. Okay? Right. But I know that some kids, if you hit them, they're going to turn dark. They're going to get angry and they're going to come back at you. Right. And oftentimes we, re, you know, many times those who were spanked, you remember it being, being hit harder than you probably were hit. Right. So yeah, then, yeah. But then it kind of works to justify, well, I can give them a pretty good whack yeah. um, because I was hit pretty, but you know, that, that right. relatively speaking. So mm -hmm. there, there are, Richard, there are loads of other alternatives that you can find online. They just, um, I mean, today they go on and on and on. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, you, you know, part of me wants to put some of the links in the show notes, but at the same time, the, the list would be, it would be endless. It is. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, you can, if you, if you just type in uh, Google, you know, uh, alternatives to spanking, um, right. you will find books and um, mm -hmm. blog posts and things from in psychology today and Alan WebMD and, and all kinds of places about various alternatives to using corporal punishment at right. home, in the school, 
wherever. Right. right. You know, there was one article that I found, um, and it's called the 10 most significant education studies of 2021. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it was published by Edutopia, which is um, yeah. a company started by, I forgot his name now. He did, um, he was one of the Apple founders. Yeah, um, pretty good. And, it's a good website. Yeah, and it's really good stuff that they do. Uh, it's reputable. It's, it's well edited. Um, it's well researched. And one of the uh, 10 studies is entitled The Secret Management Techniques of Expert Teachers. And if you read that study, it's all the things that these teachers do. None of them paddle. None of them use these uh, harsh um, discipline methods with their children. It, it all begins with building relationships with kids. So no matter how you do this, no matter how you look at it. And, you know, I, I mentioned earlier the book that you you told me about Beyond Behavior. Right. Okay. So many useful things in that book and just the whole, it changes your whole philosophy. And there's another book called Honey, I Wrecked the Kids, very similar to Beyond Behavior, that these books are out there and they're really helpful. And there really are um, a number of alternatives, numerous, hundreds of alternatives to uh, corporal punishment. Right. Yeah. And when you start listening to or or, um, reading some of those resources, you, you start to get a different appreciation for the consequences uh, of corporal punishment. And uh, it really kind of guides you further and further on that side of, you know, maybe it's something that we right. should get rid of. So, um, yeah, you know, parenting is, a, is an activity that needs to be done when you're calm. Right. And if you're hitting and getting angry, I mean, you hit when you get angry. You right. hit when you're trying to force somebody to do something. And that really has to be taken out of teaching and parenting. Uh, it's, it should be a calm activity, a right. reasonable, uh, intelligent activity. And when you get physical, uh, everything get, everything drops, everything gets gets lowered. Absolutely. So, so we, we strongly encourage uh, all of our listeners to to you know search for some of that stuff. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put a few links in the show notes just so that you can get kind of get started. But um, you know, we need to we need to continue to impress upon each other, the importance of, you know, banning and getting rid of this, the idea and use of of corporal punishment so that we can, um, so so that we can do better by ourselves, but but also better by our children, you know, uh, teaching them better strategies for dealing with their own feelings and own experiences um, and do so by through modeling and through, you know, the the demonstration of healthy ways for managing conflict and problems and issues. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, and, and, you know, I'm, 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 somebody has to take the lead here. Our, our country should take the lead, you know, moral leadership. Um, we're the beacon of, of good stuff and we should take, we should take a position of, we should be the moral lead, have moral leadership. And the fact that we're not taking a leading role is a bit um, striking to me, you know, yeah. that our country isn't. Um, we have gone through, several years with the pandemic of arguing about masks and vaccines and all that stuff. Um, and yet we don't ban corporal punishment. You know, we, we want, I, I don't understand that. And now we have citizens kind of spying on each other and preying on each other. They're encouraged to report people to the government to get punished and fined. Uh, in Florida, the most recent one is that if a school district hit, even hints at teaching critical race theory, 
that this that 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 district school board can be fined. You know, monetary fines can be levied, and there there are laws going through the Florida's legislature to ban the teaching of critical race theory. I mean, I it's okay again. It's okay to paddle kids, but let's not teach critical race theory. I don't. It's not about critical race theory. It's why ban critical race theory and allow corporal punishment? Right. Um, well, oh, yeah. But it's a win-win. There's um, an me, irony that, that jumped in my head was uh, the, the, the irony is that often the most typical uh, kids to get spanked at school are um, black males. Yeah. We can't teach about critical race theory and talk about institutional racism, but we can, we want to do punish, corporal punishment, which focuses on that group of children. That's most, most of the kids who get expelled from school are black males. Yeah. But let's not talk about those issues. I mean, you know, in most districts, black kids make up about what, 18 to 20%, 23% of the student population, but 60 or 70% of suspension and expulsion. There's some reason why that is occurring, but let's not, let's not talk about it. Let's not discuss it. Let's, let's, um, levy fines against um, districts that try to investigate that topic. Um, and then, but to me, it's a win-win. If you, when we talk about banning corporal punishment, um, don't be afraid. <laughs> People are so afraid of, ban- of, of not being allowed to hit. If we ban corporal punishment, that's a win for children. And, and it is also gives us the opportunity to be, we're forcing ourselves to develop better alternatives right so to me it's a win-win you get rid of the thing that's not working and that is cruel and you open the door to developing uh, more effective ways of dealing with children absolutely absolutely and then and that's at home and at school and home and school right you really need to to be doing some better things at schools so right yeah we have to become better at dealing with kids the other thing is is that two gen not a generate maybe a generation ago i don't know pretty you're you're I'm two generations removed. You're one generation removed. But maybe spanking did work when I was in I don't think it did, but there weren't that many kids who were who were paddled in school. It was always boys. Um, and they were the same boys. The, the same, the same group, the same three or four got paddled repeatedly. But um, maybe it worked then. It's not gonna work today. Right. I mean, the, the, it's a different world that we live in, you know? Um, and so paddling may have. I don't know, may have had a place two or three generations ago. Uh, it doesn't have a place today. It is a different world. And these kids, these kids are different and we have to come up with better ways of dealing with them. Absolutely. So, all okay. right. Well, I think that's it for today. Um, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Oh, we that's next about- week, isn't it? <laughs> that's a week from yesterday. Yes. Why is Chris, you know, it always sneaks up on me. Does it? You know. I mean, it's like every year right before Cassie, if you're listening, it's Ms. Cassie, Miss Cassie, if you're listening to this, I apologize. But it's like uh, it's like a week away and I'm like five, six days away. And I think, oh, darn, here it is again. You know, and I'm not you're not I'm not ready. Are you ready? I, who knows? What? Why not? You're not ready. Well, you have your tree up. <laughs> I do have my Did you tree. ever decorate your tree? No, I do have lights on it. Yeah. Well, I have lights on it. I, don't, I just don't have any ornaments. But where's the lights? Um, well, the, the remote's over there, but uh, they're, they're on it. Uh, I figured so, it would be distracting if they were on behind me. So digital. Okay. So. Well, yes, have a Merry Christmas. Um, I don't mind saying that. Um, 
So yeah, have a Merry Christmas if you can. Um, it's a, it's a going to be another strange Christmas. Yes. This is going to be another, this is pandemic Christmas number two. Yep. So um, be safe, be safe. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. So that's it for today. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid. Thank you.